All right. So the question was, what cross did Jesus bear? In Isaiah 53, it says, He is despised and rejected from men, and man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs should be diseases, and carried our sorrows should be pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So it says in Matthew 8, when the even was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And this word bear is sabastatso, another word for carrying or lifting up something that is heavy. In Matthew 10.38 And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. So he's saying everybody has his own responsibility to carry. That word is lambano. Mark 8.34 And when he had called the people unto him, which his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself and take up, that's Iro, his cross and follow me. So Iro, the same word that is used about Simon of Cyrene carrying his cross, is used about also figuratively about carrying the cross. So you can't say that this word means this and that means that. Both of them can be used straight in a proper meaning or figuratively. Then Galatians 6, 5 says, For every man shall bear his own burden. Bastard so. So this pretty much everybody understands now. We can continue. We go to Psalm 22. And first we can read the whole psalm from cover to cover. From beginning to the end. Elizabeth, will you please read it? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and am not silent. But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted, and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered, they trusted in thee and were not confounded. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. But thou art he that took me out of the womb. Thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breasts. I was cast upon thee from the womb. Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me around. 
They gaped upon me with their mouths, as a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a pot's herd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws, and thou hast brought me into the dust of death. For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me, they pierce my hands and my feet. I may tell all my bones. They look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. But be not thou far from me, O Lord, O my strength. Haste thee to help me. Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling, from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast heard me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him. All ye, the seed of Jacob, glorify him and fear him. All ye, the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither hath he hid his face from him. But when he cried unto him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live for ever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord, and all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship. All they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him, it shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born, that he hath done this. Thanks. So we've got to go through it again, but by just one reading through, you could recognize many, many, many places that we already read that have come to pass when Jesus Christ was crucified. Verses 1 and 2. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why art thou so far from helping me and from the words of my roaring? O oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not, and in the night season, and I am not silent. I am not silent. I am crying all the time. In Matthew 27, 46, it says, And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, that is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? So, by the way, I'm reading straight from my notes now, all the time. The same is in Mark 15, 34. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which is, being interpreted. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? So we know that God was not going to forsake him. It says in Matthew 26, verse 52 to 54. Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again, so to Peter, put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. 
thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels? Seventy-two thousand angels. But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled that thus it must be? And then John 16.32 it says, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come, that ye shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. That was prophesied, oh, yeah, that was prophesied in Zechariah 13.7. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. The Father was with him, he was not alone. So, why did then Jesus say these words? Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why did he say those words? First of all, in John 8, 29 it says, And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. He said those words because his Father wanted him to say them. They were there as a mark for those who would have perhaps read the psalm. They would have recognized, okay, this is the Messiah. But now in order to understand why, even more, let's look again those verses 3 through 5 in Isaiah 53 on the previous page, page 7. Isaiah 53, 3 to 5. He is despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows, an acquaintant with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. And then it says, verse 5, But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stars we are healed. So the people thought, that God had forsaken him. And therefore, according to their believing, he was saying, Eli, Eli, Lamasapatani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because the people thought so. But that was in the beginning of the psalm to mark him the Messiah mm. from the beginning. Mm. And then all the other things that come that we continue to read. Psalm 22, we continue with verse 3. But thou art holy. O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in thee, they trusted and thou didst deliver them. They cried unto thee and were delivered, they trusted in thee and were not confounded. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. Again the same thing coming, the same truth coming. The people didn't think anything of me. I am a worm. This word worm, I tried to spell them somehow there. Tohlak, tohlekkah, tohlakat, whatever. That word, worm. And then SH stands for Strong's Hebrew. Strong's Hebrew number is 8438. This word is used both about the worm as well as the scarlet color they got out of the worm. The worm was equal actually to the color. Where they had the color, they had the worm. Where they had the worm, they had the color. And scarlet is the color of fresh blood with a lot of oxygen. 
So it's used in Exodus 25. And this is the offering which ye shall take of them. Gold and silver and brass and blue and purple and scarlet. That is the, this word, a worm, scarlet. And fine linen and goat's hair. And Exodus 26, 1 and also in 31, 36, 27, 16, etc. It's many places. Moreover, thou shalt make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twined linen and blue and purple and scarlet with cherubims of cunning work shalt thou make them. So all these things that were made for the tabernacle, they had this scarlet there. Okay, in Isaiah 50 to 14 it says, As many were astonished at thee, his visage was so marred more than any man, and his form more than the sons of men. It refers to his beating. He was beaten so badly that his mother couldn't recognize him. So this is the meaning of the worm in there. Verse 6, But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised of the people. That's how clearly it fits together. Then we continue Psalm 22, verses 7 and 8. And they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. And exactly that happened. Matthew 27. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads and saying, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests, mocking him with the scribes and elders, said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross, and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now. If he will have him, for he said, I am the Son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same. The thieves should be the robbers also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. And then Mark 15 verse 29 And they that passed by railed on him wagging their heads and saying Ah! Oh, Thou that destroyest the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself and come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking said among themselves with the scribes, He saved others, himself he cannot save. Let Christ the King of Israel descend now from the cross, that we may see and believe, and they that were crucified with him reviled him. And in Luke it says, and the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself. If he be Christ, the chosen of God, and the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of Jews, save thyself. So with that accuracy it happened, and it was just marking him, the Messiah, if there was somebody who had read the psalm and believed God would have recognized this is the Son of God. Then verses 9 through 11 But thou art he that took me out of the womb, thou didst make me hope when I was upon my mother's breasts. I was cast upon thee from the womb, 
Thou art my God from my mother's belly. Be not far from me, for trouble is near. For there is none to help. Nobody else, no, no human being, no other human being was going to help him. In John 16.32 it says, Behold, the hour cometh, yea, it's now come, that ye shall be scattered every man to his own, and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. And then, Psalm 22, verses 12 and 13. Many bulls have compassed me, strong bulls of Bashan have beset me round. They gaped upon me with their mouths as ravening and roaring lion. These are the Roman soldiers. And then verses 14 and 15. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted in the midst of my bowels. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue cleaveth to my jaws. And thou hast brought me into the dust of death. And that is those both days, 13 and 14 of Nisan, together. Then verse 16. For dogs have compassed me, the assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. They pierced my hands and my feet. The dogs represent Gentiles. David prophesied concerning the crucifixion 900 years before the Roman had started even to execute people by this method. And Moses prophesied about even earlier. In Genesis 3.15 it says, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Bruise his heel. When people were crucified, or when they were put on a tree like that, a nail was driven through the, the bone, heel bone of the foot, and through the hands. So that's what it says here. His hands and feet were pierced like that, and heel. The bone, heel bone, was pierced like that. Matthew 27, 31, and then all these other gospel places. And after that they had mocked him, they took the rope off from him and put his own raiment on him and led him away to be crucified. Then verses 17 and 18, I may tell all my bones, they look and stare upon me. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. In Matthew 27, and they crucified him and parted his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. They parted my garments among them, and upon my vesture did they cast lots. And then John 19, then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart, and also his coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. They said therefore among themselves, Let us not rend it, but cast lots for it, whose it shall be. That the scripture might be fulfilled, which said, They parted my raiment among them, and for my vesture they did cast lots. These things therefore were fulfilled. And then verses 19 through 22. But be not thou far from me, O Lord. O my strength, haste thee to help me. 
Deliver my soul from the sword, my darling from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth, for thou hast hurt me from the horns of the unicorns. I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. That is quoted in Hebrews 2 verses 10 to 12, actually in verse 12. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of the salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctified and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And that was there. And you can see already in these verses 20, 21, 19, 20, 21, that he clearly knew that God is behind the whole business. God will deliver him. God will take care of him. He was not forsaken of God. People thought that. Then Psalm 22, verses 23 to 30. Ye that fear the Lord, praise him, all ye the seed of Jacob. Glorify him, and fear him, all ye the seed of Israel. For he hath not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Neither hath he hid his face from him, but when he cried unto him, he heard. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. The meek shall eat and be satisfied. They shall praise the Lord that seek him. Your heart shall live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn unto the Lord. And all the kindreds of the nations shall worship before thee. For the kingdom is the Lord's, and he is the governor among the nations. All they that be fat upon earth shall eat and worship all they that go down to the dust shall bow before him, and none can keep alive his own soul. A seed shall serve him, it shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. Here the Lord is Jehovah, God himself. God planned that Jesus Christ would also be Lord and King. In Ephesians 1, 19 to 23 it says, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us word who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. And in Philippians 2 it says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Do you understand why it says, who being in the form of God? How was he in the form of God? Well, he was the second Adam. The first Adam was created to be in the form of God, the image of God. The same way Jesus Christ is the image of God. That's what it means. Thought it not robbery to be equal with God, didn't use it for his benefit. Verse 7, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him 
the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and in things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So, when God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he did not only do the same as Jesus did to Lazarus. Lazarus was dead and then Lazarus was again there, the same old Lazarus. When God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, God gave to him a new body, the resurrection body. And God made him the life-giving spirit he is today. He is incredibly much more than the man that was on the earth at that time. He's completely another thing. And we're going to be like him when he's going to come get us away. But right now, he is running the business of every believer all around the globe. If there are any believers anywhere, he is running their business for them. Imagine what kind of a man that became according to God's heart. When God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he became much bigger creation than anything else ever has been before that. He is the greatest creation of God, bigger than the whole universe, according to Hebrews chapter 7, I think, and according to Colossians 1.16. He is so large that in Colossians 1.16, anything else is worth nothing in comparison to him. However, finally Jesus Christ will give the kingdom to God and the Father. In 1 Corinthians 15 it says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. Then cometh the end, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father. When he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death, for he hath put all things under his feet, but when he saith all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is accepted, which did put all things under him. That means that God is not under his feet. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. So then we are going to be face to face with God himself. Then verse 31 in Psalm 22. They shall come and shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born. That he hath done this. They shall come and they shall declare his righteousness unto a people that shall be born. That he hath done this. They declare that he hath done this. And in John 19.30 it says, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. In Aramaic the words, He hath done this in Psalm 20-31 are the same words as the words, It is finished in John 19.30. So Psalm 22, together with other scriptures from the Old Testament and the Gospels and the Epistles, prove without dispute 
that Jesus is Christ, the promised Messiah, the Lord, the King, the Savior, and the Son of God. Okay, the next thing that we're going to do is the 18th of Nisan tomorrow, because we basically handled the events of 15th, 16th, and 17th of Nisan when we were looking for the day when Jesus Christ died. But when you think of this, he said when he was at the cross, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And then he said he had done this, oh, it is finished. It is most likely probable that he quoted the whole psalm all the way through when he was at the cross. And when he started, he started aloud and ended aloud. And he may have gone through it because he knew all these things have to happen before he's ready to go. So, we are done today.